VCY America presents Crosstalk, a nationwide call-in program discussing issues that have an effect on our families, our communities, our churches, our nation, and our world. Crosstalk, an opportunity for you to voice your concerns for biblical principles. And now live by satellite and around the world on the Internet at vcyamerica.org. Here is today's Crosstalk. And we do thank you for joining us on Crosstalk here today. We've got a News Roundup program that's all before us, many issues that are going on around uh, this nation and across the world. And uh, we'll seek to bring you many, many of these stories here today. And again, looking at the volumes, we're not going to get through all the material, but we'll seek to get through as many stories and topics as possible today. I would like to begin by giving a special word of congratulations to the Ark Encounter and to the Creation Museum, because once again, they have placed first and second in USA Today's 10 Best Poll. Uh, this is uh, yeah, both the uh, Noah's Ark exhibit as well as the Creation Museum. There was a poll that was being done by the uh, uh, USA Today, and uh, both of these uh, attractions took first and second place against all their counterparts across the nation. And so we just want to give a word of congratulations to them. Well, taking a look here at foxnews.com, the operations of the Norfolk Southern Train involved a toxic derailment in East Palestine. Uh, Ohio, that was earlier this month, and received a critical audible alarm message instructing the crew to slow and stop the train to inspect the hot axle. That's according to a newly released National Transportation Safety Board report yesterday. The preliminary report said that after hearing the warning from the hot bearing detector on uh, the train 32N, the train's engineer increased the dynamic brakes application to further slow and stop the train. Uh, The uh, function of the HBD is to detect overheated bearings and provide audible real-time warnings to the train crews. But uh, evidently, they uh, eventually got things stopped. But about 15,000 pounds of contaminated soil and 1.1 million gallons of contaminated water are in the aftermath have been excavated from the site of the derailment. Dozens of rail cars, including 11 carrying toxic chemicals, derailed as the train passed through the town. Breitbart reports on uh, on uh, the uh, Jesse Waters prime time. Uh, they stated that President Joe Biden's Ukraine trip Monday is the biggest slap in the face and that President giving millions of dollars away to people over there and not to us tells you right now he doesn't care about us. That is a statement from the East Palestine, uh, uh, Ohio Mayor Trent Conaway. Uh, Red State is reporting that on Thursday... Pete Buttigieg uh, finally made it to East Palestine, Ohio. That's almost three weeks since the derailment. Uh, That was only a huge public backlash to the lack of response by him and the Biden team and former President Donald Trump uh, going to the site as well. Trump came with water and supplies on Wednesday and brought a ton of uh, bought a ton of McDonald's for the first responders and to the residents in the area. Just the News tells us that President Joe Biden has no plans to visit the town of East Palestine, Ohio, in the near future. The White House confirming that. Uh, Also, uh, looking here, this uh, from CNN, the U.S. EPA is ordering the Norfolk Southern to handle and pay for all necessary cleanup. Uh, They announced its legally binding order on Tuesday. That's 18 days after the derailment and the the, uh, plumes of black smoke into the air. Internet, rather, they say it was the intentional release of vinyl chloride to help avert a more catastrophic blast. Some residents have reported health problems. About 3,500 fish have died in Ohio waterways since this took place. Uh, American Military News tells us that dozens of train cars derailed in central Nebraska early Tuesday, triggering a hazmat response. In a statement to Fox News, Union Pacific Railroad said about 31 train cars carrying coal derailed near Gothenburg, Nebraska. The cause is being investigated there. National Review reporting President Biden made a surprise trip to uh, Kiev, Ukraine early Monday uh, in a show of support for the war-torn country. It comes on the eve of the one-year anniversary of the Russian uh, launch of the war. Ukrainian President Zelensky met with uh, President Biden, and the two were seen walking through the streets of Kiev as air raid sirens blared in the background. When Putin launched his invasion nearly one year ago, Biden said in a statement, he thought Ukraine was weak and the West was divided. He thought he could outlast us, 
but he was dead wrong. Biden then went on to promise a new half-billion-dollar package of critical equipment, artillery, um, uh, that is, would be um, artillery, ammunition, anti-armor systems, and air surveillance radars. Also uh, being reported from CBN, one year after this invasion, Russia has yet to realize any of its strategic goals. An escalation seems increasingly likely as NATO deploys more troops to the eastern border. A new Russian offensive with up to 500,000 troops hopes to defeat the Ukrainians before they can utilize promised tanks and long-range weaponry. But Ukraine has now had a uh, million-man army and is better prepared and equipped. Experts now say the war could last years, but whether Ukraine gets the weapons it needs in the next few months could make all the difference, they report. Also coming to us from Fox News, the Department of Defense has announced another $2 billion in defense spending for Ukraine. The financial aid comes in the form of security assistance package that will build on previous aid supplies to the war-torn Eastern European country. In a statement today, the Pentagon outlined the armaments being provided. Uh, Again, uh, that would include artillery, ammunition, mine-clearing equipment, rocket system munitions, electronic warfare detection equipment as well. Austin, uh, the Secretary Austin, boasted of U.S. spending on support of Ukraine over the past year, reflecting on $32 billion worth of assistance. From Fox Business, on the one-year anniversary of Russia's invasion of Ukraine, the U.S. is hammering Russia with a new round of economic sanctions designed to undermine the country's ability to continue to wage war. The U.S. Treasury Department uh, just uh, today announced deep-cutting new sanctions uh, targeting the metals and also the mining sector of Russia's economy. Fox News also reporting that six countries have sided with Russia during a U.N. General Assembly resolution yesterday in which 141 countries voted to end hostilities in Ukraine and for Russia to withdraw its forces. However, Belarus, North Korea, Syria, Eritrea, Mali, and Nicaragua all joined Russia in opposing the declaration. Newsmax reporting that uh, President Zelensky of Ukraine has warned China in a newspaper interview Monday against supporting Russia in its war in Ukraine, and doing so would bring on world war. World war. Folks, it appears we are heading toward that end. American Military News is reporting the nation's top diplomat warning China against providing military equipment to Russia. We've been concerned from day one about the possibility, said State uh, Secretary of State Antony Blinken. And uh, also, he said, we have seen them provide non-lethal support to Russia for use in Ukraine. The concern that we have now is based on information we have that we're considering providing lethal support. And we've made very clear to them that that would cause a serious problem for us in our relationship. CNS News is reporting that Putin discusses new levels of cooperation with China's top foreign affairs official. Just on a day when the West sought to rally support at the U.N. for a unified stance against Russia's invasion, Vladimir Putin hosted China's top diplomat at the Kremlin. That was on Wednesday, hailed new levels of cooperation between the two permanent members of the Security Council. Uh, Also, we have from uh, American military news, a Chinese fighter jet suddenly began shadowing a U.S. patrol plane over the South China Sea today. It's an example of encounters that officials say are now on a near-daily occurrence and becoming more dangerous. A Wall Street Journal reporter wrote that while they were flying on a U.S. Navy P-8 patrol plane surveilling the sea on on, uh, Friday, a Chinese J-11 fighter armed with four missiles suddenly appeared behind them, flew over the P-8, and settled a few hundred feet from its wing. A Chinese military ground station radioed the P-8 with a warning. American aircraft, this is the PLA Air Force. You are approaching Chinese airspace. Keep a safe distance or you will be intercepted. Well, after U.S. forces replied that they were flying in international airspace, the ground station reportedly said, quote, no approaching anymore or you will pay full responsibility. From FoxNews.com, the People's Republic of China has called for a ceasefire between Russia and Ukraine, releasing a 12-point peace plan on the one-year anniversary of the invasion. It outlined in 12 points, it consists of uh, respecting the sovereignty of all countries, abandoning the Cold War mentality, 
ceasing hostilities, resuming peace talks, resolving the humanitarian crisis, uh, re- uh, protecting civilians and prisoners of war, keeping nuclear power plants safe, reducing strategic risk, facilitating grain exports, stopping unilateral sanctions, keeping industrial and supply chains stable, and promoting post-conflict reconstruction. A key complaint to the position paper is the increasing influence of military blocs across the globe, which China asserts uh, pits nations against each other. China has historically expressed contempt for NATO. The security of a country should not be pursued at the expense of others. The security of a region should not be achieved by strengthening or expanding military blocs, the paper said. Washington Free Beacon reporting that Chinese leader Xi Jinping is uh, preparing to visit Moscow for a summit with Russian President Vladimir Putin in the coming months. Uh, The Wall Street Journal reported on Tuesday, setting people familiar with the plan. Xi's meeting with Putin will be part of a push for multi-party talks on peace in Ukraine and to allow China to reiterate its calls that nuclear weapons not be used, the report stated. WND.com and the Daily Caller telling us that uh, Moscow will pause participation in a 2011 nuclear arms control treaty with the U.S. That's the only agreement between the two superpowers limiting nuclear weapon arsenals. Russian President Putin announced uh, Tuesday the U.S. in January has accused Russia of failing to abide by the 2011 treaty known as the New START Treaty. It places mutually agreed-upon caps on the varieties and amounts of nuclear warheads and delivery weapons that each country can maintain. Russia was blocking U.S. teams that, as part of the treaty provisions, are allowed to conduct regular inspections of each other's weapon sites and is only a treaty that limits the world's largest nuclear arsenals, according to CNN. They want to deal us a strategic defeat and are meddling with our nuclear facilities. In this context, I have to declare today that Russia is suspending its participation in the Treaty on Strategic Offensive Arms. Putin told the government assembly in the State of the Nation speech on Tuesday. Secretary of State Antony Blinken said Putin's decision is, quote, both really unfortunate and very irresponsible. One American News is reporting that the new Star Treaty was signed by both countries on April 8th of 2010 and went into effect in February of 11. Uh, that had set uh, the two nations uh, uh, in limitations on their nuclear capabilities. Uh, the treaty, uh, there were 700 deployed ICBMs, uh, deployed submarine-launched ballistic missiles and, and uh, deployed heavy bombers equipped for nuclear armaments. Uh, 1,500 nuclear warheads and deployed ICBMs uh, and also deployed SLBMs and deployed heavy bombers equipped for nuclear armaments. So there were a lot of limitations that were placed on armaments during that time. Friends, you're listening to a News Roundup Day on Crosstalk coming your way from the VCY American Network. We're up against a break, so we're going to just hold getting into the next story right now. We're going to be taking a look at that Nord Stream pipeline issue and also with a reminder of what President Biden said not too many months ago as it pertains to the Nord Stream as far as stopping it from uh, getting any traction or being able to continue any further. So we'll be back in just one minute. You're listening to Crosstalk on VCY America. Back to Genesis with Dr. John Morris, scientist and creation researcher with the Institute for Creation Research. Dr. Morris, where do fingerprints come from? Chris, fingerprints are unique for each individual, produced by nuances in the genetic code. Now, koala bears also have fingerprints which look surprisingly like human fingerprints, even though in evolution we're not closely related to the koala bears. These are much more human-like than are those pseudo-fingerprints of chimpanzees, which evolutionists think are our closest relative. And how can that be? Evolutionists conclude koala bears and humans evolved their fingerprints independently, a convenient non-answer to evidence which fits creation and not evolution. Chris, the evidence doesn't fit evolution because evolution isn't true. We were created in God's image, separate from the animals, just like it says back in Genesis. Thanks, Dr. Morris. 
For more on creation, visit our website at www.icr.org. We've got a news roundup day here on Crosstalk on the VCY American Network. We thank you for stopping by and staying informed on many, many critical issues. Uh, we're booking a number of guests even into next week. Alex Newman will be returning next week, Lord willing, and Barbara Lowe Fisher from the National Vaccine Information Center. Always many topics and issues coming up here on the program, and uh, we certainly hope you'll be listening. Uh, as we continue our news roundup today, a uh, very interesting uh, continued development. This is from Business Standard News. Russia's called a Security Council meeting Tuesday on last September's explosions at the Nord Stream 1 and 2 gas pipelines from Russia to Western Europe after circulating a resolution calling for a U.N. investigation of the sabotage. Ahead of the meeting, the ambassadors of Denmark, Sweden, and Germany sent a letter to council members saying their investigations have established the pipelines were extensively damaged by powerful explosions due to sabotage. The letter circulated Tuesday morning said that further investigations are being conducted. Now, also uh, coming out uh, just a couple days ago in the news, as uh, President Biden has been over in Warsaw, uh, Poland, uh, the Survival Magazine is reporting that Biden confessed that the Nord Stream terror attack again in Warsaw, saying we mobilized to reduce dependence on Russian energy. Putin thought he could use energy as a weapon, but no, we mobilized and reduced our dependence on Russian energy resources. Well, since the publication of Seymour's Hirsch's bombshell report on the purported U.S. attack in the Nord Stream pipeline, the White House has been busy calling the report totally false and downplaying previous statements by top Biden officials saying that the U.S. would end the stream pipeline. Now, that's very interesting because, friends, we just want to go back in time to a year ago, a year ago in which President Biden spoke pertaining to the Nord Stream. Now, this is right before Russia invaded Ukraine. Let me answer the first question first. If Germany, if uh, if Russia invades, uh, that means tanks or troops crossing the, uh, the, the border of Ukraine uh, again, then uh, there will be uh, we there will be no longer uh, Nord Stream 2. We, we will bring an end to it. But how will you how will you do that? Exactly. Since the project and control of the project is within Germany's control. We will. Uh, I promise you we'll be able to do it. Very interesting comment. I promise you we'll be able to do it. The Daily Wire is reporting House Speaker Kevin McCarthy reportedly gave 41,000 hours of exclusive U.S. Capitol surveillance footage from January 6th to Fox News host Tucker Carlson, who could uh, be airing highly anticipated release on his programs. The House Speaker told reporters that the American public should see what happened while taking a shot at the January 6th committee's final report that was uh, written for a what he called a political bias. Townhall.com reports that former House Intelligence Committee Chair Adam Schiff, who McCarthy recently stripped of his Intelligence Committee assignment after repeatedly lying to the American people about sensitive information and abusing his position, well, he didn't take the news so well about this release of video footage. He tweeted out, Kevin McCarthy turned over January 6 videos to right-wing propagandist Tucker Carlson, a man who spews Kremlin talking points, suggests January 6 was a false flag and spreads the big lie. Make no mistake, this isn't about transparency. It's about fueling dangerous conspiracy theories, tweeted out Schiff. Now, I find it very interesting because the Epic Times is now reporting this week that three undercover Metropolitan Police Department officers joined the march of protesters up the northwest side of the Capitol January 6th of 2021, including one who climbed over a barricade and pushed others toward the Capitol and another who walked behind Ashley Babbitt and predicted that someone will get shot. That's according to newly disclosed court documents. New filings by January 6th defendant William Pope of Topeka, Kansas, also shows that MPD bicycle officers stopping four armed men in plain clothes on January 6th. The men turned out to be 
federal agents. The video clearly evidences undercover law enforcement officials urging the crowd to advance up the stairs and scaffolding toward the Capitol on January 6th. Pope wrote in his motion, the government may claim that incidents like this did not happen, but the facts show they did. Saying, quote, since the government cannot be trusted to disclose these facts, it becomes even more important that defense teams, including pro se defendants, be able to directly examine the evidence. The New American is reporting that last week, President Biden expanded upon his original advancing racial equity and support for underserved communities through the federal government executive order because, according to the White House, members of underserved communities, many of whom have endured generations of discrimination and disinvestment, still confront significant barriers to realizing full promise of our great nation and the federal government has a responsibility to remove these barriers. Biden stated that in seeking racial equity and process is not a one-time project, but will be a multi-generational commitment and it must remain the responsibility of agencies across the federal government. Well, the order gives federal agency heads 30 days to establish agency equity teams. Folks, keep in mind what this is, agency equity teams. In other words, he's installing equity czars in every federal agency to enforce his administration's diversity, equity, and inclusion policies. As American First Legal Foundation says, without any congressional authorization, Biden has ordered a radical, racist, and fundamentally anti-American overhaul of every federal function under the guise of equity. It's been reported that uh, he has appointed Susan Rice to be the chair of the new White House Steering Committee on Equity to conduct a sweeping racial equity progressive makeover for the federal government. I mean, everything. He's got equity teams established for Department of State, Department of the Treasury, Department of Defense, of Justice, Interior, Agriculture, Commerce, Labor, Health and Human Services, Housing and Urban Development, Transportation, Energy, Education, Homeland Security. Friends, it goes all across the board. This new installation of equity czars for every federal agency. And uh, also, just reported from Not the Bee, the Department of Commerce has appointed Inez Hernandez this week as its first ever counselor for equity to institutionalize equity across all work streams and advise senior leadership on policy design and implementation strategies that help advance the equity agenda. Hernandez will work in the, the, the Diversity, Equity, Inclusion, and Accessibility Council. Just the News is reporting that Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is calling for federal agencies to be spread out across the country in order to break up the heavy concentration of power in the nation's capital, saying too much power has been accumulated in D.C. Friends, there's been other information coming out this week here as well. If you recall the State of the Union address, let me just again refresh your memory on what President Biden said pertaining to Social Security and saying that the Republicans wanted to, uh, you know, to, uh, you know, put the brakes on Social Security. Uh, here's what he had to say. I want to take the economy hostage. I get it. Unless I agree to their economic plans. All of you at home should know what those plans are. Instead of making the wealthy pay their fair share, some Republicans, some Republicans want Medicare and Social Security to sunset. I'm not saying it's a majority <laughs> Let me give you, anybody who doubts it, contact my office. I'll give you a copy. I'll give you a copy of the proposal. Okay, you remember that from State of the Union. We reported that here on Crosstalk. Well, guess what, folks? It's not the Republicans that were pushing for this, but it was Joe Biden himself as a senator. Listen to what he had to say as Senator Joseph Biden back some years ago. about which many of us have expressed serious reservations, the effects of which are, in both the short and the long term, cannot be predicted with any degree of certainty. We'll hear a good deal of hyperbole uh, uh, on this amendment, promises by those that this is going to cure all and 
promises by those, if it passes, that we're going to go to hell in the handbasket and rapidly and all our liberties will be taken from us. Uh, I hope we kind of keep our eye on the ball here and at least have an open mind um, uh, to the prospect that we can make this amendment better and still have an amendment. I'm sure someone has looked out over the next 15 years and concluded if we stay on the track, even the one predicted by the President of the United States, that uh, we will be uh, providing for an increasingly larger share of every tax dollar just to go to reduce interest on the debt. And to me, that's the driving force behind this amendment. When I introduced the budget freeze years ago, the liberals of my party said, it's an awful thing you're doing, Joe. You are all the programs we care about. You're freezing them. Money for the blind, the disabled, education, and so on. And my argument then is one I make now, which is the strongest, most compelling reason to be for this, but this amendment or an amendment. And that is that if we don't do that, all the things I care most about are going to be gone. I mean, whatever happened to that old conservative discipline about paying for what you spend? I'm up for re-election this year, and I'm going to remind everybody what I did at home, which is going to cost me politically. I, when I argued that we should freeze federal spending, I meant Social Security as well. I meant Medicare and Medicaid. I meant veterans benefits. I meant every single solitary thing in the government. And I not only tried it once, I tried it twice, I tried it a third time, and I tried it a fourth time. Somebody has to tell me in here how we're going to do this hard work without dealing with any of those sacred cows. Interesting, isn't it? And uh, that was his passionate plea in the House some years ago, uh, actually in the Senate, uh, for the sunsetting uh, of, the, you know, those benefits. So uh, very interesting, you know, for reevaluation purposes, of course. Well, let's go on to PJ Media. A specialist at Pennsylvania's Mercy Catholic Hospital reporting that transgendered people taking hormones face serious risk of heart attack, stroke, and myocarditis. Matter of fact, the study compared people identifying themselves as transgender who do not take hormones, hormone blockers, or any other medication associated with those looking to change their gender. These transgender people, many of them teens who took the drugs, are facing a handful of bad news, including that they are seven times more likely to have a stroke, that they are six times more likely to have a myocardial uh, infarction, and uh, then also have a five-time higher risk of pulmonary embolism, which blocks the arteries in the lungs. It's all about risk and benefits, said Dr. Ibrahim Ahmed, lead author of the study, saying starting transitioning is a big part of a person's life and helping them feel more, uh, feel more themselves, but hormone replacement theory also has a lot of side effects. American Family News reporting Tennessee lawmakers are set to send Governor Bill Lee of Tennessee a bill that will outlaw gender manipulation procedures against young people. He has already voiced support for legislation. Uh, The governor of South Dakota has signed such legislation. Daily Signal reporting of Philadelphia's Children's Hospital cited potential revenue as a reason for hiring a gender clinic social worker in 2018. Pennsylvania mother and activist Megan Brock told the Daily Signal. Emails which Brock obtained show correspondence between former Pennsylvania Health Secretary Rachel Levine and also Dr. Roland Ornstein, an adolescent medicine specialist at Penn State. Levine and Ornstein discussed the financial incentives for the hospital's gender health clinic. More news after the break. You're listening to Crosstalk. One of the prevalent conflicts in society is the battle over gender and marriage. We are flooded with stories pertaining to drag queen story hours, the restroom debates, gender reassignment surgeries, pronoun identification, biological males on female athletic teams, and so much more. These issues are not only confronting schools and businesses, but they have also encroached inside the church. Many are left wondering how to deal with these matters. The book, The Marriage and Gender War, addresses these issues head-on by using the absolute standard for morality as found in God's Word, and is edited by Bodie Hodge and Ken Ham. The book is designed to equip students, parents, Christian leaders, and others 
to uphold the truths of Scripture on these critical issues. The Gender and Marriage War is available for a donation of $16 by calling VCY at 1-800-729-9829. News Round Update here on Crosstalk, coming your way from VCY America. Uh, we were just talking about the lucrative business that uh, is coming from these so-called sex change operations, procedures, surgeries, chemical drugs, etc. Uh, the Daily Caller is also reporting that the child sex change industry is massive and growing. Children undergoing cross-sex treatments can bring a massive cash influx to hospitals, pharmaceutical companies, and others in the medical industry, just like Rachel Levine said. From 2017 to 2019, at least 832 surgeries were performed on minors as part of the gender transition process in the U.S., but even that figure is outdated and vastly underestimates the scope of the child sex change industry. Yes, it's an industry, ladies and gentlemen, by excluding certain patients. There's no question that financial rewards play a role in the adoption of gender-affirming care. Hospitals and physicians generate substantial payments from insurers or self-pay patients when children enter into the transition protocols. Dr. Stanley uh, Goldfarb, board chair of Do No Harm and former associate dean for curriculum at the University of Pennsylvania School of Medicine, told the Daily News Caller Foundation. Understand also the article reports about 300,000 children in the U.S. identify as transgender, according to the University of California, Los Angeles, Williams Institute, though not everyone who adopts a transgender identity seeks medical transition. But uh, it is amazing, friends. The overall cross-sex surgery market was valued at $1.9 billion in 2019. It is projected to rise to $5 billion, $5 billion dollars this year. LifeSiteNews.com tells us that the second U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals has opted to rehear a lawsuit against the Connecticut Interscholastic Athletic Conference by a group of female athletes challenging the body's decision to force them to compete against biological males who claim to be trans women. Alliance Defending Freedom is suing the uh, the Connecticut Interscholastic Athletic Conference, it's a CIAC, on behalf of runners Selena Soule, Alana Smith, and Chelsea Mitchell. In December, a three-judge panel ruled against the girls, but on February 13th, the court announced that the majority of its active judges have voted for the case to be reheard by the full court. American Family News reporting at a recent Young Americans Foundation meeting in Dallas, Texas. Governor Abbott announced that he intends to ban trans athletes from competing in collegiate women's sports. In 2021, he successfully banned trans athletes from girls' sports in the Texas public schools. But uh, this next session, he said, we will pass a law prohibiting biological men to compete against women in college sports. He declared that at the 2023 Dallas Freedom Conference. That would be the conference. Uh, Let's see. LifeSiteNews.com. Republicans kill amendment to repeal Virginia's longstanding ban on same-sex marriage. There was a Democrat effort to repeal the state's unenforced prohibition on same-sex marriage, but uh, was not able to advance. The Republicans put the stop to it. Uh, They're trying to get that off the books in case Obergefell uh, comes in, is, is reversed. A Washington Free Beacon, Pennsylvania social workers must now determine if newborn children identify as non-binary. Folks, I mean, let's let, let's wrap, wrap your brain around this one. Pennsylvania social workers must now determine if newborn children identify as non-binary. That's according to government forms reviewed by the Washington Free Beacon. The state's Office of Child Development and Early Learning, which funds health and social programs for young children, requires providers to report demographic information on their cases, including, since 2022, the gender identity of infants. Data collection forms for the agency now ask for newborns' gender rather than their sex and allows providers to select male, female, or gender non-binary. Friends, also, LGBTQ Nation is reporting that Vermont patients can now select a non-binary marker for their children's initial birth certificates. Folks, we've gone insane across this nation. 
LifeSiteNews.com. Oh, here's a bit of uh, interesting news. Yes, uh, in a race that's being watched across the country, the Wisconsin Supreme Court race, conservative Daniel Kelly to face off now against a pro-abortion judge. Be interesting as we see that unfold for the April election. Wisconsin residents, you better stay tuned to this one. Okay, Charisma News. Folks, this is a story. It is just sheer blasphemy what is going on. There is a Polish game developer, uh, Simul M, the video game uh, developed, I Am Jesus Christ. It's a historical open word simulation game where you, as the Jerusalem Post puts it, you step into the sandals of the alleged Son of God himself and perform miracles, die, and get resurrected. It allows a player as Jesus to fight Satan and die horrifically on the cross, perform amazing miracles, interact with the cast of biblical figures, and travel across the Holy Land from Jerusalem to Galilee, reads the game's page on the PC gaming platform stream. The Jerusalem Post reports that players need to keep an eye on their Holy Spirit meter, which depletes with each miracle, though, of course, it can be recharged. Folks, this is utter blasphemy that's taking place in a so-called video game. As it relates, Jesus is indeed all-powerful. His power does not deplete after a miracle. And uh, certainly it is blasphemous for them to uh, put you in the simulation, I am Jesus Christ. Matter of fact, I just wonder what would be happening here in the situation where they would make this Muhammad or Allah and, and see what kind of backlash they get in such a situation. Looking at CNSNews.com, on Wednesday of this week, Vice President Kamala Harris falsely claimed that she and President Biden have reduced heating and electricity bills. Folks, have you checked your heating bill? Have you checked your electricity bill? Has it gone down? She is claiming that she and Biden have reduced heating and electricity bills. But in reality, electricity prices have gone up a drastic amount, notes a TV station in San Diego. Bills are up 11.9%. Fuel oil bills are up 27.7%. Natural gas up 26.7% over last year. By the way, Washington Free Beacon is reporting that the city of Seattle, they will have to reimburse business owners over $3.6 million for damages caused by Black Lives Matter and Antifa riots in 2020, according to court filings. Washington Stand reporting that uh, this boycott, you know, that San Francisco put into place, we're going to boycott red states uh, because of uh, positions that they have taken on gender or or on, on life or all of those issues. Well, it's uh, it's uh, backfired on them. They're uh, realizing, as they have done a study now, that it is not the states that have been hurt by their boycott. Rather, it's San Francisco that's been hurt. Their contracting costs went through the roof up 10 to 20 percent over the past few years by trying to avoid doing business with red states. The Daily Caller reporting President Joe Biden announced yesterday that the U.S. would nominate former MasterCard CEO Ajay Banga to be the next president of the World Bank. Next president of the World Bank. The previous World Bank president announced eight days earlier that he would step down from the post several months early on June 30th. And uh, following this, uh, President Biden has uh, announced this. Um, he would shift the bank's focus from alleviating poverty to climate change goals, to climate change goals. Uh, incidentally, China has successfully tested a phantom space strike, reports the Daily Mail, a new tactic to overwhelm and sabotage missile defenses by emitting fake target signals from space. Military engineers announced earlier this month that they had completed a computer simulation and achieved positive results. It's designed to overwhelm the enemy on the basis that there's only so much a missile defense system would be able to cope with. This could lead to exhaustion of the enemy's weapon supplies, making it easier to destroy it. And China is demanding that the U.S. abandon Taiwan and apologize, apologize for shooting down their spy balloon, shooting down the spy balloon. I want to mention also, because this doesn't necessarily make the top of the evening news from Headline USA, um, the accuser of Justice Kavanaugh, one of the accusers, has admitted to lying 
and now is facing criminal charges. Judy Monroe Layton, one of the three women who accused now Justice uh, Kavanaugh of sexual assault, was found to have lied during a congressional investigation and is now being charged with making material, materially false statements and obstruction. Friends, I've got uh, a lot of other news stories here today on Crosstalk, but we do want to open our phone lines. Our telephone number is 800-733-9829. If you'd like to comment on these or other current event stories, uh, pick up your phone today. Give us a call, 800-733-9829. Jihad Watch is reporting, grateful to Iran for supplying it with 1,450 armed drones. Russia has returned the favor Iran has announced that Moscow intends to supply Iran with 24 Su-35s, which was one of uh, Russia's most advanced fighter jets. Fighter jets going to Iran from Russia. Also, Jihad Watch reporting Iran has uh, international nuclear inspectors alarmed to find uranium enriched to 84% purity and now back in talks once again. International atomic monitors in Iran have detected uranium enriched to levels just below nuclear weapons grade, risking an escalation over Tehran's expanding program. Keep that in mind as you consider what is taking place around the world. And North Korea. North Korea has fired two short-range ballistic missiles into the sea Monday morning in a tit-for-tat response to the U.S. and South Korea military drills that featured the B-1B bomber, according to media reports. So let's go to the phone lines here today on Crosstalk. We're going to begin with uh, John in Lance, Michigan. Hi, John. You're on the air. Hello, Jim. In the last two years, this world has gone nuts. I'm convinced of it. For Biden, this is not an 80-year-old man with cognitive issues doing this. Somebody is pushing his buttons. In my opinion, it's Obama himself. We don't have to go to Russia. Russia came here. Thank you for your time and your ministry. Thank you so much, James. Thank you for listening. Appreciate it. Uh, let's go next to uh, Alice in Arkansas. You're on the air, Alice. Oh, thank you for taking my call. My heart is broken as I listen to some of these stories. I think about the people that are transgendering and, and all these awful side effects, the complications will come from them. And then the newborn babies, male and female. Oh, how God must hurt the wonderful, loving, good God who made such a beautiful world for us. In the account of Genesis, how he wanted fellowship with us. When he came in the cool of the evening, God still longs to be with his people. The born-again people, he wants the lost to be saved. He's long-suffering. All I can say is, if God be for us, who can be against us? How can China be against us? Oh, we do need a revival. Judgment begins in the house of God. If those that call themselves Christians will be very, very sure. And then tell the lost, really, judgment's coming to America. I don't know when, Mm. but may God help us. Indeed, indeed. Thank you, Alice, for your call here today. Friends, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with more of your calls here on Crosstalk, coming your way from the VCY American Network. For the Worldview Report, I'm Brandon House. Our website is worldviewreport.com. We hear the term transhumanism an awful lot today, but what is transhumanism? Transhumanism is really the new name for eugenics. Eugenics declares that only certain people should be allowed to procreate. Other people should be sterilized or their children should be aborted. This was promoted largely by Julian Huxley. In fact, he's credited with being the one to coin the term transhumanism. He was the first executive director of the United Nations Education Scientific Cultural Organization. 
He wrote in one of his papers in the 40s that we needed to start thinking about eugenics so that the impossible would one day become possible. And there's more and more talk now on who should be allowed to have children and who should not. There have even been those who have talked about the idea of licensing parents or putting sterilants in the water and the government decides who can procreate. Transhumanism is eugenics. Well, a couple jumping into the presidential race this week on the uh, Republican side. Vivek Ramaswamy announced his candidacy uh, for 2024. 37-year-old billionaire. He has been dubbed the CEO of Anti-Woke Incorporated. Also, Marianne Williamson has confirmed her a bid for the Democratic nomination for the presidency. Let me just mention this before we go back to the phones. We've been talking about this this unified religious center in the United Arab Emirates. Well, it has now opened a center housing a, a mosque, a church, and the country's first official synagogue with the aim of promoting interfaith coexistence in the Muslim nation. Three houses of worship on the same place. It's called the Abrahamic Family House, inaugurated on Thursday in Abu Dhabi, the first of its kind. Very interesting. Let's go to Mark in Monroe, Wisconsin. You're on the air, Mark. Yes. Uh, it appears to me the U.S. Department of Transportation is going nowhere fast. In fact, it's uh, been a train wreck, to put it mildly. I think Mayor Pete is obsolete and should go back on fraternity leave. That way he can save face and blame uh, Donald Trump for his for his ineptitude. That's my comment. Okay, thanks for your comment. Indeed, he has blamed Donald Trump and his policies for the train wreck. Doug in Ringle, Georgia, you're on the air. Uh, yes, I wanted to mention about the Northern Pipeline. Did Biden have anything to do with that, blowing it up? The Nord Stream. Well, that's that's the allegations, and he had promised that, that, that they were going to take care of the situation. Okay, but, but wasn't that an act of war? What do you think? Uh, yeah, it was. And one other thing. They blamed Ronald Reagan wanting to do away with Social Security. He went on TV and said, no, I don't want to do that. I might want to draw it someday. <laughs> and, and, well, that shut him up. Thanks for the call. Let's go to Barry in Tennessee. You're on the air. Yes, Jim. Uh, everything that we're talking about and hearing about as it escalates in our world correlates with what the Bible states and speaks about the, the end times of, of earthquakes in diverse places. Wars and rumors of war, troubles of things. But you know what? God never set a date or a time. We don't have to throw our hands up in the air and say, well, it's just going to be, it's just going to be. He, he, his clock is set towards man when the, the wickedness of man gets more than the righteousness of man. And when the church falls away to the point where it don't want to pray anymore, uh, you know, this is, this is when he comes. He's trying to let us know now. It, it's not like it's hopeless right now. If we, as a church, who call ourselves believers, would get ourselves up to the altars and pray, if your pastor don't call for prayer at the altar, you stand up in the church and you say, Pastor, we need to go up to this altar, and we need to pray, and we need to put our face on this altar and seek God that God might heal our land. Because I'll tell you what, if we don't, the church is the problem, and it's the solution. And if we don't get our face before God, you, the, the, what we think our worst will happen. Thank you for your comments here today, Barry. Uh, Anne is next in Sherwood, and let me just echo the, the necessity of us. You know, if my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, forgive their sin, and heal their land. Let's go on to Anne. Go ahead, Anne. You're on the air. Thanks for taking my call. I agree with your very first caller about... Biden calling the shots. I never thought that from day one that he was calling the shots with any of this. There's somebody behind the scenes definitely telling him what to do in his administration. So um, that was all I had to say. Just a very good comment by your very first caller. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you for the call. To uh, Kathy in Wisconsin, you're on the air. Yeah. um, Along with that last guy, what are your thoughts on the revival at Asbury? Well, tell me your thoughts. This is a time for listeners to call. What are your thoughts on it? Well, I'm hoping it's real and yeah. it spreads. Mm-hmm. Yeah, indeed. And I, I think time will tell uh, on that, Kathy, uh, if indeed it is genuine. Is is it 
th- that which is true and and uh, uh, is it based on emotion? Is it based on on the work of the Spirit of God? Uh, but many are looking to see what what the outcome of this revival is. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate your call. Let's go to Blanche calling in from uh, uh, Dousman. You're on the air. Yes. Um... Poland wants to give uh, Ukraine fighter jets, but uh, Biden doesn't allow them to do that, and the Ukrainians want the jets. Why do you think that uh, Biden does not allow that to happen? You know, I'm only guessing because uh, it would give the appearance of escalating further the war and and bringing us quicker into world war. Um, And this is something that's being warned even about weaponry going into Russia from, from other sources right now. Um, but that's that's my hunch is one of the reasons why uh, he's held back in that regard. I see. Well, uh, maybe it. Um, I think it's a mistake. Maybe it would help the um, Ukrainians win, which would bring an end to the war. So um, I don't understand his logic with that. Thank you very much for your call here today on Crosstalk. Troubling times, friends, in which we live. Um, let me just also mention this from Breitbart. The U.S. Customs and Border Protection officials report fentanyl smugglers are significantly increasing their use of the U.S. Postal Service and other express consignment carriers to bring deadly drugs into the United States. It's a response to an inquiry from Breitbart, Texas, at CBP uh, officials said the shipment of fentanyl into the U.S. by smugglers via U.S. mail and other common express consignment carriers like FedEx and UPS and DHL is increasingly at an alarming level. During the last fiscal year that ended September 30th, officials seized more than 500 pounds of fentanyl in carrier facilities. We're going to squeeze one last call in. Lori in Michigan's Upper Peninsula, you're on the air. Hi, I just wanted to encourage people, like the one gentleman said, um, to get on our faces and pray. Because, you know, I think often we, we have men's programs, we have everything scheduled, we're in control of everything, and we don't really move over and say, God, you're God, and we're not. You know, and I think somebody was calling me today and telling me that they had spent some time, extra time with the Lord, and he came yeah. and visited them. And they said, I think our biggest problems we're not tarrying with the Lord, we're not seeking his faith. Yeah. We're not crying out for forgiveness for our land like we need to be. It's just a challenge for yeah. everybody, because I think we're all concerned. And as you are reading all the news, I mean, how could we just ignore the, the truth that we need the Lord to move greatly and the people to be saved and their lives radically changed? Whether Asbury's real or not, like you said, time will tell, but I, I want to pr- pray for protection for those young people because mm. Satan's going to go after them, yeah. believe you me. So um, we need to pray for their protection and that the Lord will do great work through them. Thank so you. anyway, I just want to encourage people to really seek God's face because we really need to. We really do. Thank you. And we're out of time on the program today. And yeah, matter of fact, they've had to shut down the revival meeting uh, at, at Asbury after some 50,000 flocked to Kentucky over 13 days. Days. Friends, we don't need to go to a particular location for revival to take place. We need to turn to the Lord, seek His face, spend time in His Word, spend time in prayer. Speaking of which, it's Friday and the Lord's Day is coming. I trust you'll be in a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church this Lord's Day. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Crosstalk via satellite and the Internet from VCY America. Views expressed may or may not be those of this station. For a CD of today's program, send a donation of $6 or more to VCY Tape Ministry, 3434 West Kilbourne Avenue, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 53208. Or download by RSS or podcast from CrosstalkAmerica.com. And join us again for Crosstalk. Crosstalk.